Hello, and welcome to The Upgrade, the ultimate travel podcast brought to you by Suitcase Magazine. I'm Fleur Manis. And I'm Amira Hashish, and we're here to help you travel smarter. Unpacking Suitcase Magazine's best bits, The Upgrade is a conversation starting podcast that brings escapism and inspiration to wherever you're listening. Join us as we spotlight emerging trends, deep dive into up-and-coming destinations, and catch up with the people changing the way we travel, including award-winning authors, iconic hoteliers, and pioneering conservationists paving the way for the modern-day traveller. Plus, we share some of their top travel tips and must-visit recommendations from around the world. San Diego doesn't claim to be America's finest city. It is. With something for every type of traveller, come for its eccentric cuisine, culturally rich galleries and bubbling creative scene and stay for its laid back beach city vibes. Plan your trip at visitcalifornia.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Upgrade, brought to you by Suitcase Magazine. Today we are escaping the... Well, they're actually not too grey today, which is a rare thing for London, but kind of grey. Skies of London and travelling to the sun-soaked shores of San Diego, the California city that thrives on diversity, artistic energy and creativity. Oh, San Diego. It's such a joyful, vibrant and fun destination with so many layers to uncover. A real melting pot of culture and a city that's constantly evolving and embracing new movements. As part of our partnership with Visit California, we're taking our Upgrade listeners on a proper Cali road trip, stopping in Monterey, Greater Palm Springs, and for this episode, San Diego. We're swerving the tourist trails, chatting to tastemakers, trailblazers, and a whole host of creatives to get their lowdown on the hottest spots in their cities. And giving us the lowdown on what sounds like, quite honestly, the vibiest neighbourhood in San Diego is Claudia rodriguez Benuski owner of sustainable clothing brand Soiloka. Her boutique is located in Barrio Logan, right? Yes, and Claudia's this fountain of knowledge on the area. It's really at the epicentre of the city's Mexican-American culture, and the neighbourhood's quickly becoming a hotspot for cutting-edge art, independent shopping and cuisine. It sounds like Barrio Logan is just this thriving hub of creativity, energy, motivated people creating, designing, just doing things they love. Exactly, Fleur. And what really came across when we chatted is that Claudia has such a community in the neighbourhood and that local stores and businesses are working together to create some very exciting and also very relevant brands or places to explore. And Claudia's energy is so infectious. You can tell she's really found her home in Barrio Logan. I'm just so obsessed with some of her recommendations too. The bookstore that she mentioned that is the most aesthetically pleasing bookstore she's ever seen. Get me there right now. And the coffee crawl, absolutely sign me up. I know. And I really like that you can just bed in and spend the day there. If you want to check out the art murals in the park, go shopping, have a massage. It's all in this creative hub. And Luna Bloom, which is a store which champions locally sourced makers that's curated by local artists, sounds just up my street. And Claudia herself has also really contributed to the success of the neighbourhood, hasn't she? I know we're going to hear so much more about it in a second, but she started an initiative called Walk the Block in the height of the pandemic to support small businesses around her. I think this kind of community first, independent initiative 
and the insane welcome it receives is part of the reason that San Diego is really leading the way when it comes to offering this diverse something for everyone city break. Yeah, it feels that this is a place where people from all walks of life and backgrounds are welcome to make their mark, you know, and they support each other and thrive as a result of it. There's a real positive can-do attitude in San Diego. People also know how to have fun together. I think it also helps that the sun shines every single day. To share some In The Know Insider tips and to help inspire your next trip to San Diego, we caught up with fashion designer and clothing brand owner, Claudia Rodriguez-Banuski, founder of eco-conscious clothing brand, Soiloka. She shares with us her go-to spots in Barrio Logan, the art crawl we should seek out, and why we should absolutely catch a ride in a lowrider. Claudia, thank you so much for for joining us today on The Upgrade. Just to give people a little bit of background, you are an incredible founder of a brand called Soloka, which uh, we'll chat a little bit more about in a moment. But you're going to also be talking to us today about your area, your neighborhood in San Diego and where you love to to hang out and and where you'd recommend anyone coming to visit San Diego to, to really kind of get to know the city. So first of all, tell us about Soloka and what drew you to to the area when it came to to setting up your business there. Uh, So um, Soloka is basically a sustainable clothing brand. Uh, We utilize recycled, uh, repurposed and reclaimed fabrics with all of our designs. And, um, you know, I've been sewing since I was eight years old, Uh, love sewing, love just like the feeling of being able to create something with the sewing machine. So I really fell in love with that. Um, I've actually been in this neighborhood for three years now. When we actually came to Barrio Logan, um, it was and still is a really magical place. Um, We love it. We feel like there's inspiration everywhere. Um, You just feel like that energy of uh, creativity, people that are motivated, people that are constantly doing something, working on something, a lot of creative people. So when I moved here, I was like, this is the place where I've been wanting to be my whole entire life. (laughs) Because it it felt like, you know, it just felt like everyone was trying to do um, and get to the same goals, you know. And so it felt really and it still does feel really magical to be here. So, yeah, I love this area. Um, It's a really, really beautiful area. You can walk down any alley or any street and you're always going to be able to find a mural Um, an art piece, someone working on something interesting. So yeah, I I really enjoy it. It does make such a difference, doesn't it? When you're just surrounded by these creative minds and you can all kind of bounce off each other. What what sort of, um, you know, there are artists obviously, but what other creatives are there in the neighborhood? So um, we do have people that like they design and create their own aesthetic for their own shop. Uh, We have um, artisan like really, really small artisans. So we do have like little art hubs here. Um, and they're, you know, they're really small. Um, maybe it's like a 10 by 10 space where artists could either paint there. Um, we do have like photo studios. We have studios where people are creating jewelry. Uh, we have, um, your painters, your sculptures. Um, we have tiny galleries. We have, um, 
just about anything. We, we even have like, uh, someone that gives massage out of their space. So there's whatever you could imagine. It, it's basically here and it's in a very consolidated area. So it's really, really cool. That's what I was going to ask you actually. So you can just walk around everywhere. It's completely walkable as a destination. Yeah. So, um, when about five years ago, um, from what I've heard, it wasn't as um, of a walkable kind of destination. And now since it started growing and, you know, we're getting more entrepreneurs that like really want to like help the area, um, with, you know, pedestrians that are coming and walking around all that kind of stuff. We have seen a lot more people that come here and they spend the whole entire day here. So you start by walking, um, one of, um, our biggest landmarks here, which is Chicano park. And then you walk down the street and then that's when you start to see all the amazing shops we have like the best place to get burgers uh which is Hayes Burgers it's right across the street from the park um in between you see the little shops all that kind of stuff there's on Saturdays and Sundays we have a lot of vendors that come out and they make it even more alive but we do have the breweries we have the bigger restaurants and then towards like the end we have a beautiful bookstore and that bookstore is definitely uh, one of the most aesthetically uh, pleasing bookstores that you could go into and take pictures and just just be there all day. I do love a good bookstore. Can you remember the name of it? Um, it's Lulu uh, Libelulas. Libelulas. Okay, need need to go. It sounds like there is so much going on. There's so much stuff to see. So keep in mind that as you're walking, you're probably going to be able to see like the low riders coming out and just the whole vibe of like the neighborhood. It's a vibe like you, especially if you come on a Saturday or a Sunday, it's totally different than any area that you would visit San Diego. So it's like, there's a lot of like that low rider scene. Um, you know, people come out to the park, they park their lowrider there. And it's just like this vibe of like, wow, this is like really freaking cool. Like we always basically have things going on in, in the neighborhood. So we always want to make sure that, you know, every second Saturday there's an art crawl. So it's like people come out and, you know, they get to explore the neighborhood and they get to see art and and for us, um, we have two galleries left in the neighborhood. We were known for having galleries, you know, and it was a really inexpensive place to open up um, a shop and, and an art gallery. So now it, it, it's a little bit more of a scarce kind of thing. So we really encourage the artists that are here like, hey, think outside the box. Maybe there's no space, but what if we create, um, you know, portable walls and you could have an art gallery outside, you know, since our weather's always pretty nice, um, we're able to kind of do that kind of stuff. This is where you are blessed in San Diego, that constant sunshine. It's honestly, I think the happiest place I've ever visited in the world. And I do think the the vitamin D levels have a lot to do with that. <laughs> It, that's that definitely does help it definitely does help <laughs> so you you mentioned the art there those two galleries are they are they worth a visit should we should we pop yeah. in so um we have one of them which is like a traditional art gallery um they actually um have art shows every second saturday of the month which is awesome um and their their openings last a little bit longer to where you could be there from 
you know, they close until 10 o'clock, which is really, really nice. Uh, the other art gallery, which is called Monchi's, um, they actually have an ice cream shop in the front. And then you're able to basically walk around and look at art. And it's it's really cool. It's a really cool concept. Um, and so like that, you don't have to be walking around with, you know, like feeling a little awkward. You could have ice cream. So which is really, really cool. So. I feel like if you're going for the ice cream, you might as well stay for the art, right? Absolutely. And, you know, who knows where the priorities lie? I'm definitely a huge fan of And And let's talk about the murals, which um, are such a big feature within Barrio Logan. Are there one or two murals that you think we should definitely keep an eye out for? So um, there is so many murals so many murals um the park is basically covered with murals and the park basically the murals that are there they're basically telling the story of like our struggles as like people um once you leave the park there Mm -hmm. is other different kind of murals uh we have a mural in the alley which was actually um painted by one of our friends that visited from Peru, which is a very, very like extremely bright um, mural, which people really, really love because I feel like there's a lot of psychology behind colors. And so when you see that and you're, you know, you're wearing something really bright, um, it's just like a great photo opportunity for you to like, hey, this is like, we should take pictures, you know. Um, The issue that we do have is that we don't have a lot of walls uh so what we started doing is uh we started creating these portable walls and we just started giving them out to the artists and saying hey you could paint whatever you want here and um so every month there is uh six new walls that go out and the artists get to paint it and they get to you know um basically you know put their own design up there and and people really like to see that it's 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 something totally different than anyone's doing in San Diego. So that is remarkable. I love, I love the way that you guys are just like, you know what? We are just going to make this work no matter what it takes. And, and actually you were involved in an amazing initiative, weren't you, during the pandemic originally um, called Walk the Block. So h- how did that get set up and, and what did it involve? So um, during the pandemic, um, I lost both of my neighbors. Uh, so... I lost both of them and I was really, really nervous and scared that, um, you know, I was going to lose my business for something that I didn't have any control over. And so that wasn't an option for me. I was like, I have to make it work. We have to, the only way that this could really work is if we all work together. And so, um, I messaged all the business owners and I said, Hey, you know, I've reached out to a lot of organizations. We're not getting any kind of like response back as opposed to like what kind of resources are out there or anything like that. So it's like, for me, I was like, let's all work together. Let's all move outside. Um, the city at that time was giving, um, permission for you to create like an outdoor barrier. And, um, it was a gigantic success. And, and, and I feel like that really helped us as like a community to like feel that we weren't in this, um, alone, Cause it kind of felt like that for a while, even pre pandemic where everyone was doing their own thing. And so like, now I feel like if it wasn't for everyone's effort in coming together and working together, we wouldn't have been able to survive the pandemic. So that was really, really important for us. Well, bravo to you. I mean, that is 
That was so impressive. You're you're one impressive woman, honestly. But you're clearly a very busy lady. So when it comes to just wanting to to chill out and get away from it all in in Barrio Logan or San Diego generally, where is your spot? Where do you go? So usually I am a coffee drinker. I will drive anywhere for a good cup of coffee. Like I love coffee. <laughs> I can I can start my day and end my day with a cup of coffee. I appreciate so, that. I likewise. <laughs> yeah. And it's when that barrier goes, isn't it? When you're like, you know what? It's 10 p.m. I fancy a coffee. I'm just gonna have one. <laughs> exactly. I'm right there with you. So um I love coffee. So we do have a few coffee shops in the neighborhood. Um, one of them is Cafe Moto, uh, which they my favorite drink from them is a uh, hazelnut dolce latte with oat milk. Oof, it's that, so good. It's not so great. <laughs> it's not like sweet, but it has like that almost kind of bittery kind of taste, but it's really, really good. Um, and then um, we have Por Vida, which is another coffee shop. Um, I usually get um, an horchata latte, which is really, really good. So it's like a little blend of uh, what we call our horchata drink, which is rice water. And they created, they made it into a coffee. So it's really, really good. Um, their coffee's really strong. So <laughs> I would just say ease into it. Um, good for the jet lag. Good for, if, if we're traveling to San Diego, it's another bonus, really. Exactly. <laughs> I know that something that's really important to you um, with Soloka is sustainability and actually thinking about the eco-credentials behind what you create. Could you could you let us know like how you go about doing that? Are there any particular materials or fabrics that you like to work with, or places that you go to to source your fabrics? So um, usually, like sourcing fabrics is a lot of fun for us. Um, I usually go to thrift stores, um, look at old bed sheets. Um, sometimes people donate fabric to to thrift stores, so we go there and um, sometimes buy fabric. But we usually do like with thrifting, we do like old um bed sheets that are like either vintage or have like a really unique print on them so we'll source it that way or we go to like a swap meet where it's like it's not printed anymore this is like their dead stock that they have and so we'll do that yeah we we definitely go through like the digging process as opposed to like something where it's like really easy to go and just buy so yeah. Well, are there any vintage stores in, in San Diego um, or especially within Barrio Logan that you would really suggest people go? Yes. So um, we do have a vintage store here um, on the block. It's called San Diego Vintage Company. Um, they have a lot of really cool stuff in there. Uh, they have stuff for men, women. They also have like toys, like little knickknacks, stuff like that. Um there's also another vintage shop that I love going to. Um, it's called Upright Citizens. Um, it's in Chula Vista, so it's like right down the street. Um, and they have a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, the owner, she's super, super sweet. Like, I love going in there. Um, and right where their little plaza is, it's walkable. There's a lot of breweries. So it's like, you're not just going for the vintage. You're going to go and explore all of, like this whole neighborhood. So I really, really love going in there. Sometimes too often, but yeah. <laughs> you're doing a good thing, really. <laughs> uh, if there was one cocktail that you think could sum up your neighborhood, what would it be? Like, what should we be drinking when we want to chill out? And you, you mentioned there are lots of breweries, but how about the cocktail scene? 
Okay. So, um, I know that Border X, they just serve beer. So one of their drinks that I just had this Saturday, which was really, really good, which could become very dangerous really quick because it's just, you're just drinking it. Like, like if it was like a, just a regular drink, um, their pepino beer is really good. So it's cucumber uh, and it's kind of like a Bloody Mary kind of style. Well, it sounds very refreshing. And, and how about if you kind of, if you want to go and listen to some live music, are there some great live music spots there? Yeah. So, um, so funny. So Border X, they usually are the ones that have all the live music. So um, I know on Thursdays they have Latin jazz night mm. and everyone dances like everyone everyone dances saturday friday and saturday they usually have like local djs or they'll have like a uh like a, a rock and spanish kind of band um it's just like one of those kind of places where it's like there's always something happening uh there's always like either like a dj or there's um you know they have a live performance so weekends are definitely like a must to go if you want to go dance or just kind of like enjoy the ambiance uh, this Saturday they actually had mariachi, so which was really really cool. Um, so it was one of those things where you were like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And you get to sit there, you get to hang out with friends, and you're having like a really good drink. So yeah, it was a it was a great night. And isn't it so fun to be back out dancing again? I feel like we appreciate those nights even more now. Exactly. <laughs> So, so just so I can get my bearings, I mean, I, I am a sucker for the ocean. Okay. So one of the great things about San Diego is you do have that coast right on your doorstep. How far is Barrio Logan from the sea? It's not that far. So, um, we actually, um, there's a bridge. And so that bridge takes you to Coronado and Coronado has one of the best beaches here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually not that far. It's probably like around eight minutes for you to get on that bridge and then you end up there. And then I'm telling you like Coronado has one of the nicest beaches. And then if you're trying to do something a little bit more, like something where there's a lot going on, definitely go to um, Ocean Beach. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on there. They do have like a farmer's market. Um, I feel like their farmer's market is on a Wednesday. Their beach is really nice too, but they, I feel like they have more of that local kind of vibe of like you going and, you know, getting a coffee, walking down the pier, like doing like that more of like something that the locals would do as opposed to, Coronado. Coronado is very like touristy. Um, it's just two totally different scenes, but both of them equally very cool. Well, we shall have to check out both. Claudia, I feel like you're absolutely the woman in the know. You have given us such <laughs> insight into Barrio Logan and beyond. I am completely sold on the neighborhood, by the way. I just think, you know, when, let's say when I moved to San Diego, that's where I would like to bring myself to. <laughs> exactly. You know, it would put the cherry on top uh, for you to cruise down uh, Barrio Logan in a lowrider. That has to happen. What exactly <laughs> is a lowrider? Can you explain? Because you were referencing this earlier and I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> so a lowrider is basically a classic car. They're beautiful beautiful and it's basically a classic car on steroids some of the cars they actually bounce and some of them have like hydraulics so they'll like do like this 
kind of really interesting kind of like move, but it's really, really cool. And it's part of our culture. Um, something that like I grew up with. So for me, when I moved to the neighborhood, I was like, I grew up with this, like, this feels like home. Oh my gosh. Well, can, can you please introduce me to your lovely friend and can we go and do that cruising along and then I can really immerse myself in the neighborhood and the culture. (laughs) We're going to have to do that. That's going to have to be something that you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Claudia, thanks ever so much for taking the time. Honestly, that was such an insight. And I think what you're doing with Soloka is truly fabulous as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I have a confession. I haven't actually been to San Diego, but it has been on my list for a while. And of course, like most people, I've daydreamed relentlessly about taking a proper three to four week California, obviously in a Cadillac road trip at some point in the not so distant future. And this is one of the key spots, I think, on my list. Get in that Cadillac fur. I can see it now. Wind in your hair, big shades on, blasting out Beyonce's greatest hits on the Pacific Coast Highway. <laughs> I mean, I've actually had that moment. Sadly, not in a Cadillac, but close. And let me tell you, it's up there with some of my all-time favorite travel memories. I'm not sure anyone would ever want to hear me belting out any Beyonce on a road trip. However, I'm with you, with the vision. I'm absolutely with you. And San Diego does just seem like this ideal launch off point to explore other parts of Cali too. I'd build it into my road trip itinerary, I think, before setting off for somewhere like the Otherworldly and Borrego State Park. I have actually visited there and I hiked at sunrise to look over the canyons and it just felt like I'd landed on Mars. It was absolutely insane. Um, And I also really want to check out Catalina Island, which just gives me these pure chill out vibes. Ah, Yeah, me too. And also that Mars moment. I actually felt that in Joshua Tree National Park. I remember stepping out onto those rugged rocks and soaking up that stark desert landscape and not even believing that this was kind of a pit stop as part of a wider California adventure. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. And you've been to San Diego as well, haven't you? I have, and I can confirm it is joy on earth. It has this incredible coastline and all the neighborhoods that form part of it, like La Jolla, which is just so picturesque. Baja is on the doorstep where you can cross the border into Mexico and indulge in the best tacos of your life. And then you can take a trip to the Guadalupe wine country. Then there's the grittier urban downtown scene where you'll find cool new breweries, buzzy restaurants, and just people generally having a good time. So there's something for every mood. But my big takeaway from San Diego was that the people were so friendly and that joy for life rubs off on you. It's just good for the soul, you know? Yeah. And I think it's San Diego's food scene that just intrigues me like the most about the city. I have a habit of watching really crap food programs and that I filmed in the US when I went to like unwind, you know, things like Ultimate Pitmaster, which is this show that showcases the best barbecues in the country. Another one of them is this program called Fresh, Fried and Crispy. It sounds like a joke, but it's, <laughs> it's trash, but it's actually good trash. But Basically, my interest in San Diego's food scene came from this particular episode. And as the host, um, his name's Dan Drops, he visited this like secret pop-up supper club called Cowboy Bear. 
and you're literally served the most insane steak at this secret location and the chef is dressed in this fair costume so his identity remains hidden it sounds crazy but I feel like somewhere that has this much fun with food and concepts I just thought it must be a vibe and it must be somewhere I want to go to visit <laughs> want you to have that moment I really do blur. Um, <laughs> but also a great foodie stop for you to satisfy those cravings would be Liberty Public Market. It's a day out or at least an afternoon. There's so much to choose from, whether you're in the mood for sushi or pizza or a burger. And my tip, though, would be to order moderately at each stand and get a taste of the variety that it has to offer. I also always remember that when I visited, I saw one of the best signs outside one of the design stores there, just to keep the theme going. It said, be more Yonce, which I think is a great motto for all of us. <laughs> I agree. And there are a couple other spots I have on radar. One of them is Sushi Tadakoro. Um, it's this Michelin-starred sushi restaurant. It's super lo-fi, but really popular with the local crowd. Japanese is my absolute favorite cuisine and, and my go-to. So I feel like I have to at least stop by for some evening sashimi and nigiri. Yeah, that's what I really liked about San Diego. You can do the super chill or you can don those heels and dabble with some fine dining. You know, I went to George's at the Cove in La Jolla and Trey Fauché, who's a, a bit of a local culinary hero, is behind it. So it's split across different levels and the fine dining takes place in California modern. Dishes there are just beautifully prepared and served with these views that are overlooking the ocean, just so dreamy. But the focus generally is on fish. So I was happy about that. It sounds so, so, so nice. Obviously, you and the Upgrade listeners know that I love a party, love a rooftop bar, love a 3pm to 3am spontaneous drink and sesh. So a few of San Diego's speakeasies and rooftop spots have popped up on my to-visit list. I feel like one you would love is Lumi. So it's ticking all the boxes for you, Fleur, because it's a really energetic and upscale rooftop bar with a restaurant which serves your favourite Japanese food and sushi with these handcrafted cocktails. The man behind it is Akira Back, and he's a Michelin-style chef who has restaurants everywhere from Beverly Hills to Bangkok. But this is him doing fun rooftop vibes. So it's in the Gas Lab Quarter, which is the place to go for galleries and shops and nightclubs and all these rooftop bars and, and craft beer haunts but the architecture is stunning so lots of the venues there are housed in victorian buildings which i particularly love yeah that sounds great i feel like i need to add that to my to my list too and i think maybe amira you told me about this place in the first place i can't remember who told me but it's called crafting comments which is filled with like wall-to-wall taxidermy and loads of vintage books and it just screams out that it's like the perfect spot for like post exploring drinks it's in little italy so it's pretty easy to get to and they do actually have a speakeasy hidden in a space called false idol it's one of those places that you can you know pitch up at 5 p.m and then go through until like 1 a.m obviously the wild child in me loves that I know another hidden speakeasy as well, where you can let out that wild side. Um, it has a very conspicuous entrance. Isn't it? It's inside a pub called Common Theory. It's a bit of a tease, though. And the moment you find it, the mood changes. So it goes from gastro pub 
to secret bar and the shelves have got these exotic herbs and tonics to smell and touch and there's a designer called Michael Soriano who's behind it and he's known for these elaborate hidden entrances so he's created a kind of cocktail fueled maze. Is there anywhere on your list that you didn't get to last time and that you want to revisit perhaps? Yes, there is. Um, There's a place called Tahona in the old town, which I'm pretty obsessed with. It's inside a Hacienda style building and it's got this street patio as well. So it serves Mexican food, but it's also really famous for its mezcal pairings. Now, I adore mezcal. So apparently they've got 120 types or more there. So I'd like to dedicate an evening to savouring those varieties. And I'm also keen to explore Barrio Logan this time because I missed it on my last trip, but it seems to be thriving. And as someone who loves design, I feel like it could be my new favourite neighbourhood flair. She's definitely sold me on it, Claudia. Yeah, she sold me. She sold me on it too. And we obviously can't mention planning a trip to San Diego without mention Balboa Park, which is basically the beating cultural heart of San Diego's museum scene. I feel like if I could give our readers one thing that I would like to do and one thing they should absolutely not miss out on, it is Balboa Park. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's a full day out. Okay. So this is where culture, science and nature collide. There are more than 16 museums, I think. So they've got all these performing arts venues as well, including (laughs) for the Londoners out there, a replica of Shakespeare's Globe Um, and some lovely gardens and these trails. There's even the San Diego Zoo there. So it's just kind of somewhere you go and, and spend the whole day. I feel like San Diego does just have something for every kind of traveller. You've got something for your like surf ready, salty head sun seekers because they can pitch up in Encinitas. Your design lovers can point themselves in the direction of La Jolla for their mid-century modernist beach homes. And the all the gear, no idea, city slickers looking for that all reward minimum effort hike. This is definitely me. Should make tracks to Tory Pines. San Diego, maybe our next joint destination, Amira? I am certainly up for that. Anytime I'm there. San Diego doesn't claim to be America's finest city. It is. With something for every type of traveller, come for its eccentric cuisine, culturally rich galleries and bubbling creative scene and stay for its laid back beach city vibes. Plan your trip at visitcalifornia.com. As the world starts to open up again, we want to know where you're traveling to. Whether it be a staycation in Cornwall or a trip to Capri, we love hearing what you're planning. Send us your voice notes to fleur at suitcasemag.com. We'll link all of our recommendations from today's episode into the show notes, alongside links to our articles that will help inspire your next adventure. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast listening platform you use. The upgrade from Suitcase Magazine will be back in two weeks time. Until then, check in with us at suitcasemag.com. We'd also like to thank Soho Works, Soho House's members only co-working space. With sites across London, New York and in LA, it's a perfect place for the travelling professional to work. Membership grants you access to all of their global sites. We're actually in one of them now, utilising their podcast equipment. At Soho Works, you'll also find exclusive events, networking and an active digital community on the new Soho Works app. To view locations and apply, visit sohohouse.com forward slash membership 
Forward Slash Works. <laughs>